Thank you for tuning in to the Mile 40 podcast. I am Beshoy Tadros, the author of Break Barriers and Audacious, both of which are sold on Amazon. And I invite you to join me as I engage with guests to discuss those bounce back moments that we encounter on our personal journey. Mile 40 is a forum to learn about how athletes, professionals, and leaders of all backgrounds stared on moments in life where the only option is to rise up. The Mile 40 podcast strives to remind listeners that the comeback is always greater than the setback. Welcome back to another episode of the Mile 40 Podcast. Thank you for continuing to tune in. And this episode is coming out on Thanksgiving. So I just want to wish you all a happy Thanksgiving. Uh, Wish you a happy and healthy holiday season. Thank you for continuing to tune in. Say thank you to you directly for just being fans of the show. And if I can make one ask, it's go on the platform of your choice, hit subscribe and drop a review. And I'd really, really appreciate it. Today's guest is Lexi Mickens. Lexi's first and foremost, a friend, but she's also a former college athlete turned corporate America worker. Her determination, leadership, and compassion on the court led her to working for the best corporations in both tech and sports. Lexi has distinguished herself over the years on several accounts, but First and foremost, the number one thing that comes to mind is her organization that she started, Run It Back. And we are going to dive into that organization and we're going to learn all about her journey to get there. So let me start off by saying, Lexi, thank you for joining me. Yeah, thank you for having me. I mean, it's the month of gratitude. I'm really thankful for you and your friendship and mentorship and just excited to be here. Of course, of course. What I love about your journey that we're going to dive into is the fact that you turned your passion into your career, but you didn't even know it was going to be your career and things in life had to happen before it became your career. Um, And I've been watching you through the ups and downs of this entire journey and you've handled it with a lot of grace. Uh, And so why don't we start from a little bit of the beginning? You know, we're not going to go all the way back to childhood, but let's go back to number one defining. What is Run It Back? Yeah, Run It Back is a 501c3 nonprofit revolutionizing communities through sports. And we do this in three pillars, really, to keep it simple. We offer free basketball engagements for anyone over the age of 12 to really 65. We have no age cutoff. Um, If you have good energy, love the game of basketball, we have a spot for you. We also offer free student-athlete mentorship. So we have a 26-week curated curriculum focused on cognitive thinking, time management, personal branding, how to pitch yourself, you name it helping student athletes from 7th through 12th grade get a better understanding of some life skills that sports teach you, but unfortunately aren't taught in the classroom just yet. And then for our adults that are over the age of 18, we partner with major corporations to offer mock interviews, resume reviews, speed networking sessions. Believe it or not, a resume review can cost an individual $200, $300, and we like to lessen that burden and provide our adults an opportunity to grow their professional network and also get some much needed help, especially in today's job market. So we're in 14 states so far. Hopefully we'll be in all 50 and I can come back on the podcast and share our growth and hopefully we'll be international soon as well. Well, 14 states in short time is still very impressive. Um, I want to ask you the name, run it back. It's so cool. And it's so like, you know, I bet a bunch of people are thinking, wow, why didn't I think of that? Uh, Where'd you get the idea from around the name? 
Yeah, I think it's that all the time, like you mentioned, and I just haven't heard of an organization use it. So thought it was pretty timely. And in the basketball world, especially before leaving the court, if you win or if you lose, I feel like it's the phrase most people say. So having it be said so organically definitely helps. Um, yeah, I think I wrote down about like 50 to 100 different names. I think the ideation phase of any idea and concept is probably the hardest, right? Because you want the name to stick. You want to love it from year one to year 75. And so pretty content with it right now. Things can always change, but um, I love it. And I love how the community uses it. I love it. Let's go back to your personal relationship with sport. Like I said earlier in your bio, you were a college athlete. Uh, I'm guessing basketball. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about uh, when you started playing and uh, a little bit about your college career. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely was not a track athlete. It was basketball. Um, But I started playing back in about fifth or sixth grade. I played for my local church team, Our Lady Queen of Martyrs and Forest Hills Queens. And that was my first experience with organized basketball. Um, Playing on that church team actually gave me a scholarship to a private school to continue my middle school and high school education, uh, which was great. But unfortunately, they didn't have a women's basketball team. So I played on the boys varsity team for quite some time, which killed my scouting process, but really taught me fundamentals and just overall toughness and a new experience to the game, which deepened my love, I would say. Um, After high school, I had a few scholarship opportunities academically that I decided to defer because I didn't have the perfect balance of academics and athletics. And at that time, unfortunately, women's sports didn't have the same viewership and didn't have the same, I would say, support as it does now. So a lot of female athletes were navigating the journey themselves. And so went to a few different schools looking for that perfect fit played at LaGuardia Community College, ASA Community College, and ended up and finished my playing career at Wagner College. I slipped a letter underneath the head coach's door because I never had a female coach in my entire playing career. And um, it was a coach that I watched very thoroughly and wanted to play for. And so had an opportunity to walk on there. And during my time in college is really when I started running back. I wanted an opportunity to play with more individuals in different cities while I traveled and just expand the game of basketball. Being a walk-on, you need to be in the best shape and have the best attitude and have the most energy. And so how was I able to do that? Just continuing to play the sport that I love with individuals that became friends. Can we go back really quick to your experience? Um, I'm guessing this was high school when you were playing with the boys varsity team. Can you talk a little bit about uh, you know any potential uh, learnings throughout that process and maybe any emotions? Like, did it did it bother you uh, that you know you didn't have a women's team at the time, um, and did it instill any sort of motivation playing with the boys? Yeah, um, all the things. I mean, I had no one to sing like. Um, any songs with on the bus, you know, I was the only one in the locker room. Um, when we had our halftime kind of conversations in the boys locker room, a coach specifically had to escort me in and out, make sure no one was changing or anything like that. Um, and some parents just weren't nice. So I think about it now that I have a child, like if I did see a girl on a boys team due to title nine, 
what would my perception of it be? Um, but yeah, it was really difficult. I tried to do so many things to make me feel more feminine and just keep to my identity. So I'd have like the brightest nail colors on my hands. I'd make sure my spandex would match, even though it was just me seeing it. Um, I'd wear really colorful tie-dye socks, you name it, headbands. Uh, it was really a tough time, but it made my love the sport grow and it made me question why I love the sport so much and I learned a lot especially within the physicality of the game the speed of the game the dynamics of the game um, shooting with a heavier ball and so uh, a lot of the learnings transferred to run it back because all of our community offerings are mostly co-ed so providing a brave space for females and males to play together which professionally isn't done but it's done all over in parks or open gyms in LA fitness and so forth. So, um, but so many learnings, a lot that I still hold very close to my heart because I feel like it shaped the person that I was, that I am. Absolutely. I mean, I could definitely see the learnings that could come from an experience like that. And I, I feel like you have the, uh, just the mindset of, of seizing the opportunity. I feel like a lot of people could have looked at it as a reason to walk away, but like you mentioned, it gave you the chance to really explore why you love the sport. Now let's dig into yourself on the court. Hey, what kind what position did you play and what kind of player were you on the court? Yeah, I was definitely the energetic shooting guard that only wanted to shoot the ball. And I think that's probably still my playing style today, which I'm totally fine with it. Um, I think it's mostly because of my playing experience playing with men. I was the smallest person on the court usually. And so my coach would always say, if you can get the ball above your shoulders and it's an open shot, shoot the thing and then be the first one back on defense in case there's a fast break. Clearly, I'm not getting a rebound over anyone that's 6'2 or even shorter than 6'2. That's a male. And so um, mostly just playing a shooting guard. When I transitioned into college, I did have an opportunity to play the point guard for some of the teams I played on. But shooting the three is probably my favorite thing about the sport. I love it. I love it. I mean, I was I was in the shooting guard realm when I was uh, <laughs> when I was on the court back in the day. So I could totally relate there. And um, I, I think that um, you see a lot when you're out on on the perimeter um, and you learn a lot. And I think a lot of that could be applied to um, things out off the court. Um, and I want to kind of segue a little bit now into uh, the transition post-college. Um, you did some pretty cool things. You told me that you were uh, tossing out t-shirts at the garden at one point. So let's figure that out and, and let's, let's uh, talk a little bit about how we got there. Yeah. So while I was in high school, I had an opportunity towards the end of my high school career, just networking amongst people in sports to throw my name in the hat for some event like production type of work for some New York professional sports teams. So I've had an opportunity to work for almost every single New York professional sports teams and the game day functionality. So the contest that you see on the court, the live shots that you see on the Jumbotron, the people basically producing that. And um, yeah, I actually got my job in tech through throwing t-shirts at Madison Square Garden. One of my coworkers um, decided to join in a tech company that was relatively new in New York. They were expanding. And so by throwing t-shirts, she had asked if I wanted to start within the real estate and workplace services scope. So taking care of the facility, helping employees, treating them like our customers, and then giving their customers the same experience. And so I was just finishing up my college career at Wagner and decided to take a shot at it. And I stayed at that corporation for about 
five years, five and a half years. And uh, yeah, never thought throwing shirts at a sports venue would lead me into tech. Well, I got to ask this question. So I have Knicks season tickets. I'm a big Knicks fan. And I just want to know, how do I get selected to shoot the half court shot? One time, (laughs) I just want to be part of that competition. Who do I have to call? You're the closest I've gotten to knowing anyone who knows anything about that world. Can you give me some sort of insight into how to potentially get selected for something like that? Yeah, so they definitely don't choose uh, friends of friends. I can tell you that. So most of the contestants are chosen uh based on really just wearing Knicks gear like we definitely want someone that's a diehard fan and so I think that's with any team really if you're wearing the gear sporting the gear um some folks even come early to the games like when doors open and just roaming the concourse I think it's pretty easy to see who works in the fan entertainment side of things because you'll see them in a complete uniform almost replicating what's on the court so so it's not like a pre-selected person they didn't like pick this person like months in advance and say hey you're shooting like the short Uh, um, not usually at least right yeah, unless it's like maybe okay. a sponsored um, contest, because some of the contests are sponsored by cruise lines and things like that. So I haven't worked in that sports realm for about three years now. I don't think much has changed. But I'll take whatever advice yeah. you can give me. <laughs> yeah. If I got to show up early, I'll, I'll show up early. Yeah, I've been yeah. I'm telling my I'm telling my wife one day, one day <laughs> I'm going to make it on that court. Uh, yeah, so- <laughs> just start roaming around the concourse and I'll be for you. There you go. Uh, yeah, I had to take that little detour because i've been dying to, to <laughs> uncover this um all right so back to work you've been in the tech space now for uh about five years um you hit a couple realms and and, and learned a few different things working at different parts of the organization um and now you're you're off on your own what led you to uh that transition yeah, uh, great question. Hot topic for 2023. I'm sure I'm not the only one, but I was a part of the massive tech layoffs at the start of the year. And so I took that opportunity to really understand what my passion is. And they say, if you, um, what's the quote that if you want to tell, if you want to make God laugh, tell him your plans. And so I yeah. always said by the age of 30 that I wanted to be an entrepreneur, but little did I know God had the plan for me at the age of 27. And so I decided to take my passion project and become a full-time entrepreneur. We were already a 501c3 um, and we're already in 10 states at the start of the year. So we've expanded to four states and believe it or not, some of our biggest partnerships happened this year. Our organization was featured on ABC, the Tamron Hall show. We had two really outstanding opportunities to work with Jordan Brand for both NBA and WNBA All-Star. We had a four-state tour with Snipes, um, helping our adult participants on and off the court with some professional development offerings and also free basketball. Um, And then we've also just hosted organic open runs and mentorship opportunities as well. So the tech layoff, although it did sting and i definitely think it's um one of the many things i'll remember of this year it definitely opened up a door that i probably wasn't ready to open just quite yet but in the grand scheme of things i was probably more ready than i could ever imagine walk us through your mindset a little bit right because there's a lot of people who are perhaps even further along in their careers or who are older who are maybe one foot in, one foot out, who want to go about perhaps really leaning into their passion, which you did right here, but hesitate to do it. And here you are 
essentially given the opportunity, but not in the best circumstances up front, at least how it looks like. And you really have to think through it. And you're taking a very calculated risk uh, while you do it. And I remember you sharing the support that you got from your husband at the time, um, which I'm sure played a critical role in helping you make this kind of decision. Um, but I, I, you know, how much of it was you saying, that's it. I'm going to take the reins and I'm going to own this. And uh, whatever happens, happens versus how much was it, you know, perhaps the people around you saying, why not? What do you have to lose? Yeah, it was definitely the latter of the two. Um, my husband definitely is the one that instills all the confidence in me. Um, and he himself has been an entrepreneur for eight going on nine years now. So definitely my trusted advisor that I'm so thankful and fortunate to have. Um, but at the time of the layoffs, I was also in my third trimester of my pregnancy. So honestly, it was the health of me and my soon-to-be child, our soon-to-be child, um, or feeling just defeated and emotional and just stuck in a drought. And so I definitely want to put all my focus there and really just be considerate of everything that was going on in my life and realize that this was just a blessing in disguise. And uh, thankfully, my husband was able to instill all this confidence in me and remind me that this was an opportunity that I was waiting for to practice entrepreneurship and really dive into it head first and just really rely on the skills that I built in corporate America and understanding that God gives you a vision for you to fulfill and not fulfilling that vision or not using your skills um, is a disservice. And so being able to help others is the biggest blessing I can ask for. And so why not take the chance? And it was kind of the perfect timing to welcoming our daughter into this world. Um, generally a time where women take a break from work if they're able to, or have an opportunity to take a maternity leave. And so um, instead of taking a maternity leave, I was in the hospital answering some emails. Um, I'll never forget this summer. It was our first summer with multiple interns that we had that were completing their like summer capstone project for our organization. And so we were both answering emails in the hospital, but I definitely don't think I would have been able to do it without him. And then also so many trusted friends and just support. Um, our, my support system overall was truly unbelievable when I needed them the most. Hey all, it's me, Bishoy. As a marathon runner and endurance athlete, I've come to understand the importance of properly fueling your body for preparation and recovery. Every day, you get a shot at success. How you start your day typically paints a picture of what the rest of the day will look like. Start your day with a super convenient, healthy, and delicious nutritional win. Meal one by Creatures of Habit. Overnight oatmeal packed with 30 grams of plant-based protein, chia, flax, and pumpkin seeds. Vitamin D3, omega-3s, a probiotic, and digestive enzymes made in under one minute. Stop wasting time or worrying about what to eat as your first meal of the day. Start with meal one. Visit creaturesofhabit.com, creatures spelled with a K, and use code MILE40 for 15% off a one-time purchase or the first subscription order payment. Looking back on it now, you know, are, are you, how proud of, are you of, of where you are today? I mean, you have to be incredibly proud. I know that just I, I saw it from when it started to where you are today, <laughs> and I'm blown away. And I feel like 
you're not even like you barely got started. I feel like, you know, you talk about it and you mention, you know, these opportunities uh, to work with these huge brands and these huge uh, media opportunities. And it, it honestly sounds like you're you're just getting going. And so is a part of that, you know, maybe the athlete in you that refuses to be satisfied and you know you know you have so so much more ahead of you i know the entrepreneurial aspect of things you really can't like you can't pause because there is no time <laughs> really to pause but i want to kind of dig into that a little bit so let's start really quick how proud are you of where you are today uh i i don't like using the word proud too much okay. i would say i am very thankful and sure. um very blessed um to understand like how god is using me in this light and how i'm a vessel to help others um and yeah very thankful because none of these opportunities media engagements brand partnerships um i like to say they're not because of me they're because of the community members and those who are helping and um just the mission overall but yeah very thankful very grateful very blessed and would not have believed any of this if you told me this is what my 2023 bingo card was looking like. <laughs> if you could go back a year ago and give yourself one piece of advice, is there anything that you would have either changed or anything you would have tweaked or uh, would you have leaned into this quicker maybe? Uh, I Yeah, that's a great question. I honestly don't know. I think the piece of advice would be like you said, keep going, not taking any days off. I think entrepreneurship is definitely a, um, a long game and it's not about only winning today, but it's about winning in week seven and year seven and year 15. And so just being proactive every single day and, um, yeah, I think another piece of advice I would have given myself too is just like enjoy the moment. Um, just super grateful for being able to carry a child and bring life into this world. And while everything was happening during my pregnancy, I just had to kind of look back and pause and just realize what a blessing all of this is. And so um, taking things one step at a time is definitely huge as well. But it's been amazing. I mean, there are members from our organization that were featured in a global Nike campaign just because they're part of the run it back community, not because they're models, but because they're the average corporate America worker or the average basketball coach that's a part of our community and giving back. And now they get to tell their story. And so basketball has given me so many things in this lifetime. So to be able to provide it for free to others and connect them with their favorite brands has been monumental. That's amazing. You know, I, I think about you now as a mother with your daughter and <laughs> a lot of the things that you even talked about on on the show so far um, reflect and embody just such positive messages that uh, I think will, you know, be truly impactful with your relationship with your daughter. She's going to see what mommy has done. She's going to see that, you know, you know, what you kind of worked through to get here, not just in the past year, but even going back to those experiences, which we didn't really dive into too deeply, but, you know, back in high school, you know, playing with the boys and um, navigating that and using that as an opportunity to explore your passion. Uh, and, you didn't tell us exactly what year you started the the 501c3, but the fact that you even started it as young as you started it, you know, it shows the fact that you're about taking actions, even if it means, you know, taking the small step and realizing that it might take time to build. Uh, and so, um, 
you know, do you think about that? Do you think about um, the relationship you're going to one day have with your daughter and how it's all going to tie together? Yeah, making me cry over here. Wow. Um, yeah, I mean, being a mom is something I've always wanted. I think it's why I like coached at such a young age. Uh, the mentorship curriculum we have is based off of a curriculum I used when I was mentoring student athletes that were also females. And so, um, and my husband and I want a really big family and want the entrepreneurial household where there's like four or five kids running around and, you know, we get to be there at different moments and have that luxury of some freedom and whatnot. Um, but you're always working as well as an entrepreneur. So I think about that all the time too. Even now, like she's five months old. We just had a partnership call and she's sitting on my lap in the partnership call, basically on the call too, you know, having an opportunity to just hear us speak and watch us work every day. And, um, she's been to five States already all for work trips for run it back. So she's very much a part of our community. And I think it's also, um, a beautiful blessing to see our community members also become parents as well. We had about five or six community members welcome babies into their life year too. So that's been really fun to watch. But yeah, I think um, that was also motivation to not give up and keep going and the perfect time being now because I do want to show my daughter that it is possible to live out your dreams and this is what it looks like. So hopefully I'm doing a good job so far and we'll continue to show her that in the years to come. I love it. And I love the fact that, you know, you are able to lean into it. And the truth is that you know, when it comes to these partnerships, when it comes to these kind of uh, engagements, uh, people want to see authenticity. And there's nothing more authentic than, uh, you know, having your baby side by side. And, you know, I, I always said to myself, when it comes to anything I do around this platform, my personal platform, my baby can't come, then I don't know that it's something that I, I want to do or partake in. Uh, and so that's something that, you know, I, I really kind of think is, is special about taking ownership uh, around uh, these endeavors. Um, I want to make sure that we give the audience some insight into not only what your future vision is for Run It Back, but also uh, how people can get involved. I think that um, now that we have an understanding of what the organization is and what it offers, um, let's start with future vision. What do you want to see out of Run It Back? Um, you know, let's call it in in intermediate three to five years. Mm, three to five years, yeah, definitely having constant activations in a majority of the state. So definitely the fourteen we're in already, and hopefully all fifty by that time frame. What I mean by constant activations, constant engagement is hosting opportunities for student athletes and adults to play the game of basketball for free, either weekly, biweekly, monthly at the least. Um, so providing them that those opportunities, and then also providing career development engagements for our adults monthly. Right now, a lot of our programming is focused on one-to-one offering. So when an adult needs a mock interview or a resume review, maybe for a job opportunity that's coming up, they'll reach out to us and we'll pair them based on the field that they're interviewing for. Um, But I would love to see those scale and offer those in-person opportunities with major corporations that are looking to give back in the workforce development um, area of expertise. And then also just continuing to help more student athletes. We've helped student athletes grow personally that when they are applying to colleges, they have such an outstanding resume academically and personally with their accolades that their coaches are offering them both 
both academic and athletic scholarships or academic even before athletic and just helping student athletes become a well-rounded individual is definitely of high importance to our organization. So constant programming in our three pillars of engagements and um, yeah, hopefully state expansion and if not international expansion as well. I love that. I love that. And just a question more out of curiosity, from a state expansion perspective, what is exactly required out of that? Once you become a 501c3, is it just not recognized in certain states or how how do you get that expansion? Yeah. So, I mean, the expansion, I guess, differs for each organization and what it looks like to host programming in certain states and cities for your org. But in terms of like where you're registered, uh, we register where we're home based out of. So we're a 501c3 registered in New York, but you are able to do programming in any city of your liking. I would say the only difference here is when you're looking at grants and funding opportunities, a lot of grants or funding will have specific state requirements or make sure that you're registered within that state for that opportunity. Um, So yeah, we specifically look at Uh, percentages and numbers in terms of how many adults or student athletes are underserved in the community through sport and what is it that they're lacking through sport is it a facility where they're not able to play the sport is it access to equipment um yeah and then we go from there basically got it got it and how can you know the listener get involved Yeah. So if you play basketball and you're anywhere between the ages of 12 to maybe 65 or so forth, uh, you can sign up. You'd fill out the join our community form on our website, werunitback.com. From there, you'll get information on events happening in your city or state. And you'll also get information on all of our programming happening nationwide. Just in case you are traveling, you're able to sign up for as many states as you like. If you're a listener in the corporate space and want to volunteer, we have ongoing volunteer opportunities for you to serve as a mock interviewer, a resume reviewer, or just a corporate personnel that our adult constituents can connect with. And you can also sign up for as many states as you'd like within our website at the Join Our Community form at werunitback.com. And if you're a sponsor or a brand listening as well, we're always opening to um, making new connections and providing the utmost experiences for our constituents. Um, What's really neat too, is that we hire local content creators. So we have photographers and videographers come to each of our open run engagements so that they can expand their portfolio and have an opportunity to capture new faces, but then also connect with these brands. So some photographers and videographers have shot content for us and we've been able to connect them with different personnel. And now some of them are even shooting full-time for the New York Liberty or shooting for brands like Timberland. And so it's led to job opportunities um, far and wide. And it's amazing to see. That's amazing. It's amazing to see where you've come, where you've taken the organization. And, um, you know, I know you don't want the spotlight on you. So just to see the the growth of the organization holistically and and then the purpose and the mission and, um, you know, your humility behind it, but also the grace by which you carry it forward. And, um, you know, I just want to say thank you for coming on, for sharing it. I think one of the key takeaways here for the listeners is we've had a couple of people come on and talk about, you know, career transitions or or getting laid off or getting fired or getting put in a position where you know they had to make a decision quick. And what I really want people to take away from this is 
it could be an opportunity to lean into the thing that you've always wanted to and you've been hesitant to. And, um, you know, you're a clear example of, you know, turning that situation into the thing you probably always wanted. Um, and so I just want to say thank you for coming on. Thank you for sharing all this. Um, you know, I can't wait to get the word out about Run It Back and just about your story. I think it's extremely relatable. So thank you. Yeah, thank you. And if I can add one last thing um, to your key takeaways, I think it's so important to continue to build your passions when you're working in corporate or when you're working for someone else. I think a lot of times we allow that corporation to be at the forefront of our identity and you are your identity. And so having an opportunity to build your personal brand and make it what you wish it to be, I think is huge. Um, and just building out those hobbies because you can be more than one thing, you know, you're limitless in terms of what you're defined as. So Absolutely. thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. You got it. I, I love the way you ended it right there. It, so- it kind of sounded like a Nike commercial. So I'm, <laughs> I'm all in on that, but thank you. It was great having you on. Thank you. Thank you for listening today. If you enjoyed this episode of the Mile 40 podcast, go ahead, subscribe, leave a review, and share the word. Thank you for being a part of the Mile 40 family. And let's unite in showing the world that comebacks are always greater than setbacks.